Guys, it is June 16th, 2023. We are live, come from Creedmoor, North Carolina, and hopefully this is going to be a fun show. We got a big thing of Vaseline, so let's get started. How's it going, guys? Matt here with Carolina Coops. Welcome to Video Chicken. Uh, to my left is my host, Kristen Warren. I think this one really could be a male. Oh, we got one that's hatching? This show is for you guys. This is the bass fiber. Y'all know chickens are the gateway drug into homesteading. We survived with only one trip to the ER. Coyotes are everywhere. It's about time you show up, Matt. Uh -huh. It's a great straw. It is time, finally, for chicken police. They defecate every 12 seconds. Is that true? <laughs> Now it is officially noon because the buzzer went off. <laughs> well, I've never counted. <laughs> Long road. That's a good one with the, with the courts and everything. And more chickens. Well, the math you do now, Daddy, is chicken math. <laughs> Calm like, down, Matt. But... Calm down. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to Video Chicken Live. Like I said earlier, it's June 16th, 2023. We are live coming from Creedmoor, North Carolina. To my left, co-host Kristen, our chicken expert. How are you doing today? I'm great, Matthew. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking we should have, maybe it wouldn't have been appropriate. We should have had James filming earlier, the first hour of in the studio going over some numbers. And uh, yeah, anyways, but it was interesting. Business, 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 business. Yes. Um, I tell you, numbers aren't always what you think they are. And I'll I tell you what I didn't know what it was, is the stuff that I chiseled off of Kristen's stool while I was standing there talking about numbers. Oh, well, I don't know what that would have been. Yeah. What was um, it? I, I, was I, it food related? I, I have no idea, but I did notice uh, she was doing something. I didn't think she was chiseling. <laughs> Um, so, oh yeah, turn me down. I don't know if we're clipping there. Is that, am I yeah, going red? That sounded. Yeah. See, we got to figure out to get in range because I, apparently I'm a loud talker. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so guys, uh, today is going to be a fun show and I'm going to do the best I can. I already got some things stacked against me. One, and thank you. I need some sugar. I have not had this feeling in so long and I know I'm not a diabetic, but once in a blue moon, I feel like I'm about to pass out. I shake, I get sweaty. But I crave something sweet. And as soon as I have it, it's like I'm instantly back in the game. And I haven't had it yet. But you said this is Kentucky Derby pie. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? It's kind of a mixture of a pecan pie with oh, bourbon like, yeah, and I, I, um, all right. oh, oh, chocolate. Oh, good. Bourbon. Lovely. Now I see what you're up to. Uh, so today, I am hoping to go back in time a little bit in my mind and go back to my bug guy days, my, my exterminator days. And the reason is we have been um, really getting back in our, our in our A game for social media. Um, like, Thank you, James. Yes, James has been doing an amazing job Thank just you, getting Ingrid. it out Thank there, you, engaging the conversation. <laughs> and there's been a lot of questions. And it's come up a lot about mites. Mites, 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 Yeah, there's mites. so much talk about mites. I'm beginning to worry that I have them and, well... Well, well, we'll get into that. Oh, good. And I see a not like me personally. <laughs> like my, I, I have no feathers. You don't have any scaly leg mites. <laughs> um, and I see a fully loaded enough, syringe over there. I have no idea what is going on. We got a whole thing of Vaseline. I have a clue. I think what that is for. And also, this is not a blue bottle. Uh, this is a green bottle of that. You know, we talk about this all the time. This is one of the most popular go-to products uh, made by Elanco Elector PSP. 
And I personally have never used this. I have personally never used. Uh, yeah, that that's gonna help. I, I uh, didn't know. I was just trying to put. Uh, speaking of another it. green thing, yeah. is uh, this diatomaceous earth, which I think we talked a little bit about last time, but we're gonna get into this inside here. I think it's right there. Is a yeah? Oh, there it is. Oh, I've done it. What is it? It's a bellows duster. I used to use oh. this all the time. Um, here comes non. Uh oh, what's going on? Oh, non to the. What what is this? Is this some pee? Oh, for your for your blood sugar. Yeah. Have that. This hasn't happened in a long time. I noticed you were a little shaky with your pen a couple minutes ago. I hate this. That is so nice. I don't miss this feeling. I used to have this feeling all the time as a kid. I didn't know what was wrong. Um. Anyways, whatever. Well, we'll Who get cares? the fans to diagnose you. No, no, no. My initials are MD. <laughs> okay. So I can. All right. So we're gonna get into some diatomaceous earth. And what, guys? Here's the point. And of course, if you have any questions, let us know. Today, I want to talk about mites, but I want to talk about it from an exterminator's point of view. My goal before the end of this show, I want you guys, the next time you decide to use some diatomaceous earth, the next time you decide to use some Electro PSP to think on a professional level, and it's not complicated. It really isn't, but I'll guarantee you, a lot of you are gonna go, oh, I never thought about that. And it's just what I learned in the extermination world, common sense. Now, we're gonna get into that here in a little bit. What else do we gotta talk about today? Oh, wow, great, awesome. Uh, Ingrid is over there. How you doing today, Ingrid? Oh, I didn't know you were gonna acknowledge me. I didn't know I was ready to leave. I was gonna go have something to eat. Uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> uh, so we we'll, love Ingrid. Yes. Do you? Then? Our beloved. Yes. Yeah. I wish you were yes. here every day. I don't know what I got to do to get I you. I don't know why. You just seem to be like so intense around me. I think I would just make you worse. If oh, he's like that all the time, Ingrid. No, 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 no. no. I will bet you right now for the people that have to work with me every day, and they have accused me of this. Boy, boy, Matt, you're awfully nice on Fridays when Kristen and Ingrid are around. Well, maybe we do have a, a a soothing effect, perhaps. I think it's the show. I don't think I yeah. soothe me. I love I love this show. <laughs> Truth is, I don't do this show for you guys. I do it for me. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm kidding. Um, I love, love, love to just get, you know, this is a place for me to get some things off my chest. And I just, I love to educate. Yes, the and I weekly rant. Yeah. And there's been so many great comments. Uh, when I, you know, I do go into the YouTube and the Instagram, this and that. So many people are so grateful for the time we spend being educational to help people to have a successful flock. Actually, we we're talking a little bit about this yesterday, and we don't have our own slogan yet for VCL, but you know, at least you, we have an acronym. If you, <laughs> it's a good start. If yeah. you are a, con it only took three years for that to come out. If you are a, if only it was obvious. From if you the are beginning. a consistent viewer of VCL. <laughs> You are a better off educated chicken consumer. We got to somehow put that into a good fancy phrase, right? Uh, so again, if you guys have any questions, please leave them down below. We're going to talk about mites today. And again, and I think you guys will understand once we get into it. And But if you have any other questions, coops, yes. chickens, or maybe there's something oddball you think would be a good topic. I to noticed your ducks in your California coop out there. Thank God. <sighs> is that pool like, um? is that pool filled with water in there? That little kitty pool? I think so. Or yeah. Tito's. I don't know where all the Tito's went around here. Um, uh, the no, swing. those ducks are loving it. They're so big. Yeah, they Mackenzie and so Jetta fast. went. They grow an inch to two inches a day. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, they got a ramp going up into uh, Gus's old pool, and then they go down in there, and they're in it playing all day, and then they'll come out, and they'll dry off, and they'll start pr preening mm -hmm. and uh, eating and whatnot. Are they free-ranging, or are they still just in the... 
No, Ooh. no, they're just in the Cali Coop. Okay. Oh, they'll be picked off so fast. Oh, someone asked about the boo boo. It was Bruce asked about the boo boo on your arm. Yeah. Look at you know that happened last it looks week. Particularly nasty on screen. It does. It looks particularly nasty in person, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that it just went from like it looked like a like a surface burn to like now it's like scabbing and. Gross. Well, shiny. all I know for you it's people that are shiny. watching, for you people that listen to the to the podcast, you're lucky. <laughs> Is it really that bad? It's not green. No. Nan's been putting some kind of magical Chinese oh, oil on it. That's why it's shiny. Yes, that is true. <laughs> okay. But look how well I I've thought been maybe healing. it was oozing. Is it not a good sign? I mean, to let our bodies do what it's best at, and that is to heal, right? Yeah, I suppose uh, so. So I feel this is a good sign that I'm healing really well. I went to my chiropractor this morning. Love my new chiropractor. She even said, wow, you're healing really, really well. So I told well, her because of the chiropractic care and some Chinese oil. Okay, let's go ahead and get started, if we may. Now, mites. What is the first thing we are always to do when dealing with a pest? Understand. Identify. The life's, oh, oh, oh. So close. Ingrid nailed it. Identify, oh, identify, identify, identify. Now, I believe, because oh, Ingrid is such... I love such, a good competition. <laughs> Ingrid is such a good student of mine. She has come to class prepared and has a great overlay. Mm. I haven't seen the overlay yet, but I did ask. I said, can you please bring up some of the most common mites so we can start there and say, well, how do we identify them, Matt? How do we know what we have? Because I'm telling you, that is critical. That is critical to know, do I use Vaseline? Do I use Elector PSP? Do I use Diatomaceous Earth? Do I use it all? You know what I mean? And that is the point I'm going to try to get at today. And, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I know I don't know the answer. But I know how I feel I would go about it. And that's what we're going to do in today's show. All right? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. This is going to be fun, fun, fun. And, and it may sound a little dull, but we might liven it up with some. Huh? Some cracker munching? Yeah, some some live subjects. What are you talking about? <laughs> what did I, you I, do? I, I got my, uh, you see me come in with my pur my purse? Did you see the conversation you walked into? I know, and all you, like this intense conversation, and then Kristen comes in with her purse that's chirping. Oh, you brought a chicken. Yes. Oh, speaking of coming in with a chicken, boy, I'm going to share this with you guys. We need to start getting paid for this. Um, I don't know if this is going to work or not, but we're going to use it right now. I have downloaded a new app called Pitcher Bird. Have you guys ever heard of Pitcher Bird? Oh, Cracker Muncher. Cracker oh, Muncher's I get friend. A cracker and, and, and she has a friend, too. Okay. Is that Cracker Muncher or that's her friend? This is Cracker Muncher. Okay. Very, very... Her friend is very, not as tame. Very distinguished name for the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but we but we love her. All right, hold on. So you got a chicken here, a bantam of some sort. Um, oh, free day trial. What? No, no. Have you ever used Pitcher? What is it called? I already forgot. Pitcher Bird app? No, I have not. So supposedly you can download this app, pay $39.99 a year, Ugh. which isn't horrible when you really think about it, but you can take a picture of any bird and it'll tell you exactly what it is, including chickens. Oh, do it. Do it? Goes under the marketing budget? Hey, no, don't put in my budget. I know. I, I bet can't. the I bet the picture will load faster because the birds perched on some Vaseline. <laughs> That's not bad. Oh, uh, okay. Identify birds like an expert. Anyway, so we're gonna try it out. I have no idea if you guys have ever used it. Picture bird again. They're not paying us by any means to say anything. I just want to share. Okay. Well, here we go. Tap yeah. to try enhance photo in seconds. What? No, no, no. Okay. Um. So now, Kristen, do you know 
Oh, here we go. Okay, let's see if it works. <laughs> she posed. <laughs> she totally posed for that picture. That was it cool. says, oh, this is up. a Kristen Warren. Um, there we go. Try identify. That. Oh, here we go. So it's identifying. Now, let me, oh my. Wait, are you giving me the hand? Let me know if this is true. Because I don't know the name of the breed. Don't say it. Is this a Gullus Gullus Domesticus? Also <laughs> known as a Japanese bantam. It it has the shape of a Japanese bantam. Kristen sure. Warren, our chicken nista of Carolina Coops. And it's just, uh, just almost like it. she just pooped. Do you want some more pie? Mm, we love mixing <laughs> chicken. Want, right, like do you want some more with... chocolate pie? That was a huge load. I took care of it quickly. That was huge. She's probably been saving it's that. It's a good thing I'm hard of smelling because mm -hmm. I can't smell. She probably didn't want to go in, in her purse. Oh my God. Sorry, folks. The chicken just took a dump that was gigantic. And at least well it wasn't formed. on your head. I mean, oh in the Is past. this a Gallus Gallus domesticus, also known as a Japanese bantam? I think, I think you that don't scientific know? name is for a chicken. Listen, is this a Japanese bantam? No. But what, it, it what has is the she? shape of a Japanese bantam. So this it's app old, is no good. I just paid $39.99. This is an old English game? Mm -hmm. It's like the plant app. Sometimes you use the plant app, ah. the plant. Um, plant net. Does plant it really net. matter? Maybe she's just a small black chicken and she's happy. She is happy. Yeah. But it, sometimes I'll take a picture of something and it's like, all right, you hit the leaves and it identifies it. And other time it's like, it's poison ivy. It's like, nah, it's not poison ivy. <laughs> not everything's poison ivy. Although even in North Carolina, almost everything is poison ivy. Is that your favorite plant ID app? Plant net. Plant dot net. Um, it seems to be the most accurate because you huh. can go by no, flower no, no. or by uh -uh. by um just leaf shape uh -huh. and stuff whoa 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 <laughs> hey hey chris she didn't get the name cracker muncher for nothing yeah give her a little piece of the crust no <laughs> i'm the one over here shaking sweating trying to do a live show I was she, completely she, lost. She, on me. she might be sweating underneath those feathers <laughs> you completely lost control right, so because there's a cracker little muncher <laughs> she keeps sliding all right, maybe people have questions. All right, go ahead. Let's so, do some so questions. So Joel says that you need some, um, some, what is it? I can't see because I'm so blind and old. Tegraderm transparent film dressing on that arm. His boo-boo has too much inflammation on the perimeter. That's Joel's Because diagnosis. he picks it. <laughs> Jeez, non. Can't can we keep some things within the family? All right. No, um, no I'm not picking it. When it starts to fall off, I preen myself he's a whole picker um, i don't think it's inflamed because it's red i don't know what okay thank you um my my opinion is you let it air dry just like a bumblefoot i do at at night first stuff like that not all because you don't want to also hit it and get stuff in it like chicken poop and stuff all right so listen let's let's get into this all right so mites so you mites. brought a chicken here i uh, two chickens all right so Where's you have two chickens yeah. here? The, you are kidding the, me. The second one is not as tame. So she's just going to fly around. Good, good, good. All right, and she's let, not going to enjoy the treatment. Listen, listen. Okay, it's 12.15. Let's go ahead and get into this, guys. Today, if you're Cracker just joining us, we are live June 16th, 2023. We are going to really focus on what to do if you have mites. Can we do this preventatively? Do you have to wait until you have mites? Or yeah, should you do... Good question. 
a treatment just in case. Okay, all questions will be answered at the end of the show. <laughs> okay, no. So Ingrid's your favorite student. Well, listen, what's the first thing we do when we have a past? Identify. Identify. So let's start with that. Now, Kristen, tell me, I think there's like three that I can think of off the top of my head. Three of the most common mites you're going to have with a chicken, right? Yep. Scaly leg. Scaly leg. Roost and feather. Feather mites? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's on my presentation. It is. All right. So, Ingrid, go ahead and bring that up. <laughs> I thought they were following. No wonder mites. she knew all the answers. No. Scaly leg and roost. Roost are my favorite. Roost mites remind me of bed bugs, so they are identical to it. Okay. The mighty mite. How to combat mites in your chicken coop. <laughs> the extermination. Exterminator edition. That's nice. Matt. Exterminator. Okay. All right. The most common mites found on chickens. Okay, you got the northern fallow mite, the red roost mite. Nice. Scaly leg. Ooh, scaly legs are fat and round. Yeah, who knows? Depluming <laughs> mites. Would that that's, be a feather? Yes, that's a feather mite. <coughs> oh, gosh. Here we go. And tropical. Oh, tropical fallow mite. I remember those. I forgot about them. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so we have, you would say, our top five most common mites we would deal mm -hmm. with with chickens. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Moving on. Common name, red mite, chicken mite, poultry mite, roost mite. Now, right there, we need to talk about this because here's where people start automatically making a mistake. That is what, excellent job, Ingrid, common name. The right way to call a common name is a common name. And there are so many loose names out there that are considered common names. But right away, you can get bad information by using the wrong common name. People use wrong common names all the time. This is why I love they, they used to teach us by the scientific name. You can't screw that up. Um, so found at night on birds and in cracks and crevices and nests during the daytime and summer. Oh, so this must be what I would call the roost right there. Roost mite. Um, also known as a red mite. See, I wouldn't call it a red mite because there's other red mites mm -hmm. that but are it, red. But it looks red. It's it very is. Red. It is. But <laughs> and then chicken mite. I wouldn't call it a chicken mite because roost mite really describes its habitat. Its habit. Well, its habits actually it's habit, because it's yeah. gonna go after the chicken, the host, while it's on its roost or on its tree branch. Okay. Very good. Okay. Now, oh, here's the other thing. It is so important to understand the life cycle. Why is that, Matt? Because you may be treating something when the pest is actually in a different life cycle than what the product is meant for. Big common mistake. Also. There's also stages in the life cycle that there's no product that'll penetrate it. But you need to understand that it's going to maybe hatch, come out in the larva, and then you need to use, if you're going to use an insecticide of some sorts, that it's there ready for them. Okay? Um, and also, especially with mites, ticks. See, I don't remember this. This is going to bring back, this is just like ticks. To positively identify, you have to understand what's one of the things that we learn about insects. If we can go back to our- They have six legs. Six legs, right? So, seed ticks. How many ticks, actually, how many legs does an adult tick have? I don't want my pie anymore. Eight. <laughs> I love this stuff. They have eight legs. But in the larva stage, so I knew this about ticks. I didn't know this about mites, that they're only going to have six legs. Doesn't mean it's not a mite. It means it's in the younger stage. Why is it important to know that it's in the younger stage? Try to draw a line. 
the difference between if it's occasionally there or if you have an infestation. Once you have reproduction, they've set at home, set up home, you have an infestation. Okay? Yeah. I also notice on plants, um, we get I have an infestation. <laughs> of? Nan in the past two days has sent me pictures of her desk when she gets in in the morning. I am not exaggerating. The mice. I still have yet to treat the mice. Oh no! Her pages I'm glad you are think just it's funny. Oh boy! Her 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 pages are just chewed up so bad. She's losing notes. Oh no! So it's not just like droppings. It's so, they're, they're like. Right, truth really be told, nasty. I know the magic You're secret to get rid of mice. I know. How could but you let that happen? Because I am being a smart exterminator. I am being cautious and I'm being sniper-like. That is critical. I don't even have snacks in my office anymore. That's one of the reasons why they're chewing up so much paper. Now listen, <laughs> um, when you use an anticoagulant bait, like a second generation anticoagulant bait, like what I love is the best stuff for baiting mice and rats, dogs are so sensitive to anticoagulants. You've got to be so careful. I wanted to wait until I knew there was going to be a stretch of no canines in this building. Ah. So not just Gus. Gus is out at the farm. Not real happy when we leave in the morning now. Uh, but we have Lulu down here with Mackenzie. So she's going to be going back to her old home. Mackenzie's officially a resident of North Carolina. Well, almost official. Whoa, Yay. muskrat. Oh, 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 God. See, I'm not allowed to talk about anything. All right, moving on. Yeah, well, are we talking about mites? You guys are distracting Yeah, and me. you're geeking out. Let's get to the meat of the system. I have yeah. mice. See, what Nan brought it up. Go on. 10-day yeah. life cycle. Okay, so from egg to adult, it's 10 days. That is important to remember as well. And you got egg, larva, come on. What's that called? Proto-nymph. And yeah, and that's what I was going to say with the plants. A lot of times you see like a, a bug that like attacks your tomatoes and it looks one way, but then when you see the nymphs, it's like you'll see a whole bunch of them. It's like, what is that? And yeah, it's so, like it looks very different. All right, so that's my point. Eight legs, point. eight legs. So if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. that makes a mite a actually not an insect, an arachnid, an arachnid. Ooh, look at me. Yes, if I, I remember know. correctly, if I remember correctly, you deserve it's been, a t shirt. It's been a that's long a time. Said. All right, moving on. This oh, looks familiar. We've done this yes, before, haven't we? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so are, are these visible? You think I'm going to do the, the work again? <laughs> I mean, come on. I are these like, are these visible by by the naked eye, or do you yes. need a, a microscope? Does or it say what? So that's a good question. And this is why I wish I had my malice book. My malice book is so good at identifying. Well, we're supposed to bring that down for you. They decided yeah. it just wasn't a good idea to go get it. I know Evan's probably listening. He's the last person I asked. Um, so would you be able to see these? So size, color, number of legs. But here's the thing. You're th not going to be able to count legs, I don't think. Mm -mm. Not unless, unless you have like equipment. a jeweler's loop on. Who doesn't <laughs> have a microscope in their possession? No? No. Oh, my God. I used to wear one on my neck as an exterminator. Exactly. Um, what and then said. the secret is you take I can a. verify that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was that bug guy. You oh. can use your phone also. Mm, good point. You take a picture of it, zoom in. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, take a piece good of point. tape. Take a piece of tape and you just, just mm -hmm. you know, and that way you catch them and then get a good look at them. Okay. So, Mike. So, you don't have Leo here. That's what Mike is asking because you you have a cat. No. Um, so, so, Leo's not here either? <laughs> Leo is home getting huge. Yeah. Isn't he getting big? He's eating four pounds of raw meat a day at wow. almost. Coming up to six months old. That is just nuts. Okay. Um, northern fowl mite, tropical fowl mite, bird mite. 
okay, found on vent, tail, back, neck during cooler seasons in northern states, found on the fluffy vent, feathers during spring and early summer in the southern states. So I've seen this. I've seen this on some people's turkeys, and they are ugly, very visible. Um, they look tickish. Yeah. They're like that, the round, hard body looking, but that's just a close-up. Yeah, they are absolutely ugly. So this is a mite that will stay on the host, yes? Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, that's a, a way to identify is what is their activity. Um, four-day life cycle? Mm-hmm. They go from egg to adult in four days? Mm. You sure? I don't know. I did this a while ago. <laughs> Um, we might need to fact check fact that because that seems way I, I, too fast. Well, I I did I did fact check this when I originally did it, and I just have an edited version of my original one. All right, chiggers are a type of mite. All right, sixty-eight. Oh, gross. Oh yeah, if you guys have never had chiggers, you have no idea how lucky you are. That is a that is They're a rite of passage. Rite of passage in the south, right? Right. Nope. <laughs> nope. Late summer, tall grass. Nope. Avoid it. Well, okay, so that this might be true because right here it says repeat the dusting again every five to seven days. So that's oh. going to be one of the things we're going to get into because you want to reapply to break up that life cycle. If you can kill them before they become an adult, and what happens when you become an adult, you can reproduce. So if you kill them before they become an adult, you stop them from reproducing, therefore shooting for that elimination of the infestation. Yeah, so if it is four days and ten days, that's quite a difference. So you would need to identify that mite to be able to yeah. repeat the treatment mm-hmm. and effectively eradicate. Absolutely. I just can't believe. So chigger is a type of mite. Yeah, it does say something about the turkeys, too, when I looked it up. Yeah. Um, On turkeys, it's the second in importance only to turkey chigger in the area where turkey chigger is found. So, oof, there's there's some graphic photos. Don't look that up, people. It's gross. <laughs> oof. All right. All right. So, so, so I have a question from Fish and Matt Ryan, yeah, our friend. Yeah, go ahead. How do you clean your chicken's poopy butt, especially if it gets all dried up and hard? I have just did that to one of my chickens. Okay, what'd you do? I, I have a like a pet cutting scissor, ah. and I use that. Um, one of them doesn't let – they're not as friendly as they some of the other ones are. So I did it at night when she was on the roost, yeah. and I just kind of went in there, and I just – that was my Brahma, so she had a really big fluffy butt, but I just kept looking in there and just cutting it. So just cut it out, and then their feathers will grow back when they molt and stuff. Yeah, Sometimes. That's what I do. But just be careful that you're not getting too close to the skin. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to pull the skin. If it is, to me, when I find it, like, really close to their vent, and it's, like, caked on there, you can also just kind of dunk their um, – this is fun. Dunk their little butts in like a Epsom salt type of thing. And I take like a rubbered glove and I kind of work it. And it's just, it's a lovely little process. <laughs> lovely but I've done little, it. little project for a Friday night. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Well, that I do during the day because I have to give them, so I want it nice and warm and, yeah. and stuff like that. So that's what I would do, Matt. Um, or sometimes you can just wait till they molt. But if it's like a big poopy thing, I, I try to cut it off. So one of the things I wanted to make sure we mentioned about the mites. Mm. Is, you know, and I forgot to mention this is so important. It's a key part of identifying an insect is a lot of times has to do with uh, looking at its mouth part, which I know most people are not going to have a microscope, but it is critical. If you know you have a roost mite, what type of mouth part it has, what type of mouth part it has and or a um, type of mite that is going to stay on the host. Okay. And I, I would like to confirm 
the follow mite, that has a chewing mouth part, right? Mm, looks like it. It does look like it. I need to confirm because that is also very interesting because when an insect has a chewing mouth part, like cockroaches, uh, ants have a chewing mouth part, a lot of times you want to use an insecticide that is formulated to be very non-repellent, which means they're going to land on it, not know it's there. So they're going to really get it on their body. Pests that have a chewing mouth part do a lot of grooming. And that's how they're going to ingest the insecticide. There are times that people may, and here's, here's a textbook example, they're going to use a liquid type formulation like Elector PSP and potentially think you're going to get a residual effect with a roost mite that is a piercing sucking mouth part. We have a, a comment that Elector PSP has a residual effect. And does not require reapplication when and done. Yeah, that is correct. There's a residual effect. Oh, okay. But and that's there's what I'm no egg withdrawal on that either. Yeah. That's what I'm getting to. Kristen now, needs to be turned up. Okay. Thank you. All right. Um, <clears throat> so it is so important to understand the residual effect. And here's what I was trying to get at today. Let's say, and we need to look this up. What is PSP? Every time you look up an insecticide, there's going to be a couple letters after it. The couple letters that's after it. Spinosad. That's the active ingredient. Is that what right. the S is? For not for soluble? I don't know. Because it wouldn't make sense as soluble. Because a lot of times when you have a um, an S in it, it means soluble, and it's a oh god. Can you put a diaper on your chicken, um, <laughs> or a wettable powder? Here's the point: if you apply this on a surface that's very porous, the product and the active ingredient that needs to do the job to kill is going to get into the surface, and the target pass is most likely not into the material. Okay, it might be in a crack and crevice, but that's completely different. So there could be times the electro PSP is not ideal for prevention with residual use for a type of insect that has a piercing sucking mouth part, especially if it's a porous surface, which is the point I'm trying to make with this stuff. I can tell you as an exterminator, we love our dust. And the reason is the residual effect is unbelievable. You don't have to wait for an insect to groom themselves and die because this acts quickly on the outside as a desiccant. And it's also very repellent, so this also can be used as a prevention, especially so, in cracks and crevices. So it says that Elector PSP kills both adults and larvae. And that would make sense because there's not a big difference between the larva stage and the adult stage. The eggs... A lot of times eggs or other insects that have a complete metamorphosis, egg larva, pupa adult, in that pupa stage, like with fleas, you cannot get a, a product other than fumigation, which is a whole nother, whole nother story. And fumigation is different than fogging. However, you can't kill that pupa stage. So you got to have residual and expect to see the adults emerge. Mm. What is this driving you nuts? What? We talked about this yesterday and I could tell you weren't too thrilled about it. No, I, I'm very excited. Mm, yeah, you're such a fibber. <laughs> okay, so foul mites, feather mite. Was that one of the common names? Um, this is a mite that you're going to see on the host, on, the, chi on mm -hmm. the chicken. Not necessarily on the coop, hiding in cracks and crevices, right? Right. right. Perfect. All right, well, let's move on. So I think the next one is the... the Oh, that's the scaly leg one, which I'm treating. I'm treating one now, and I have to do... That's the thing that you do it... Like in two weeks because of their life cycle. Life cycle. Two week life. Yeah. Break up that mm. life cycle. You may be applying something and thinking, oh, this stuff sucks. It may not that it sucks because you see them again. You got to make sure whatever it is you're applying 
is going to break up that life cycle. Or you got to understand there is going to be. There I is going to a bantam with scaly leg mite. You sure did. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we can do a treatment. You want to do a treatment like right now? Would you massage her legs with Vaseline? <laughs> oh, you got to. You got to get in there. You got to get all around the legs and underneath and in between the toes. Okay, fun fact. Out of all the things that chickens get, I don't know why scaly leg grosses me out. Really? You, the the mites that you're looking under a microscope are fine? No, oh. no, 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 no. That's a bad, no, no, no golden bell I'll for you. I'll second that. Hold on. Right. So what are we going to do here? I'm going to slather her down. Yeah. Oop. Yeah, she's not as tame as, as Cracker Muncher. And she might be a little irritated because- So do you want me to hold her? Hold on. Let's bring up the big screen so yeah, people either, can see this. Either, yeah. So um, you're going to show us how to treat properly for Would scaly. you like to do the massaging or the holding? No. I will do the holding. Okay. Okay. Good. Important to hold their wings because they will flap. All right. Thank you, Ingrid. Okay. <laughs> holding wings. All right. Legs are dangling. I don't. You, you, I put on so much thicker than that. I like okay. glop that I'm crap gonna, I'm going to go right in on the Vaseline because this is a designated... Uh, Chicken. Okay. And what you also want to do is you kind of want to work it underneath the lifted scales. Really? So, yeah. So if there's scales that are lifted up, sometimes you want She's to. She's just messing with me right now. Yeah. No, lifted I, scales. I, I, and I washed her feet before I, I came You know in. the problem is, again, when I was an exterminator, I had to do a lot of assisted living, <laughs> old people's homes. I saw a lot of old people feet. <laughs> oh, my God. You will not believe what our feet look like when we get old. Okay. So you're applying Vaseline. Yeah. You're getting it. You're getting up underneath this, in between the toes. <laughs> the yeah. best shows are when we get to, uh, because you want Matt to dry heave. Yeah, you notice that. That's okay, so why Vaseline? And I'm going to treat it smothers them. It yeah. smothers what the chicken? The, the mite. <laughs> Thank you. The so we're smothering mite. the mites. Define smothering. It can't. It can't breathe. That's right. We're that. suffocating. We're suffocating okay. the adult mite. Now and I, I will treat uh, cracker munchers. Where well. do the legs? <laughs> legs. Where do the eggs? exist when gets, a gets under the scale gets under the scales yeah do the scaly leg mites ever leave the host i don't see why they would no but eventually they gotta end up on another chicken yes but the point is yeah. eggs have been designed to be very protective of whatever's growing on the inside so let me ask you this is this the go-to end-all be-all for scaly leg mites you can also use ivermectin ivermectin how about, how about both and i've used both Yes, I have so a drop I, of ivermectin for her as well. Okay, ivermectin to treat internally like a systemic or right, right on the right. legs? No, you, you give it internally and yeah. it, it, do, it yeah, deals right with back. the mites. Right, because the mites are feeding on something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, are the, what are they feeding on? Scaly. The, the dead scales, right? The scales, yeah. yeah. So they're this gonna, is getting gross. This is so gross. So they're ingesting. All right, here is a one drop of ivermectin. How do you do it? You put it on your leg mites. I've used just the Vaseline mm -hmm. and with the, with the um, sometimes you want to apply it. If I've done it like two nights. I do it at night when they're yeah. quiet. Um, and I do it sometimes two nights in a row just in the in case I missed a spot or something. And then I'll retreat again in two weeks. All right. So okay. thank you. We are at 102. And uh, okay. people listening right now, we all are right. live June 16th, 2023. And Today we are really focusing on mites. If you have any questions at all, as you know, leave them in the comment section. So we just Aww. got done treating this chicken for scaly leg mites. We applied very liberally the Vaseline. <laughs> yes. Got it up in there. Okay. And... Uh, will the will the 
will the scales lay back down? Yep, they should. They do. Um, or are they I, permanently damaged? No. I mean, I had my little my little tiny bantam. She had terrible. I felt so bad. They were yeah. terrible. And you could actually brace yourself, oh, Matt. Was... You could actually pick apart some of the the the, the raised. It gets bad. Yeah, I've um, seen one so bad that her toe fell off. Oh, I have, oh, okay. I haven't had it that bad, but I've had little Midge has gotten them, and I think part of it is that she likes to sleep in the nest box because she gets. I don't know exactly why she t- tends to get susceptible to them, but um, they do. The only time that you'll see sometimes, a, a, like I have one that have the scales, if the, on an older chicken, sometimes the scales will stay lifted, and that's okay. It doesn't even necessarily mean that they have scaly leg mites, but that's I've done a lot of research on this because I've dealt with scaly leg mites. Oh, are you here to wash my hands? What is this? It's just Thieves. So Tony asks, will utter butter work? Which I, I'm not sure. Utter, it, utter butter? That sounds like something for a cow. Yeah. And I think it's because it's the, the petroleum jelly just has that like, it's, it's um, what's the word, Matt? We, suffocates? Yeah, it suffocates, but it's because it's like it, water can't penetrate. It, it, it has a barrier. So it's like non-soluble. Mm-hmm. So I guess the same thing would be if, if utter butter would work like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything just, that's yeah. going to suffocate. We've heard, we've heard that you can use mineral oil, right? Yeah. I just find that petroleum is jelly like is baby. like the cheapest thing that you can yeah. buy. Well, not to mention it, it's it really sticks. thick. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And it really sticks. Yeah. So, and that's why I like to, another reason why I like to do it at night. So it kind of soaks in there while they're on the roost. And mm. instead of them getting the, like, cause then they'll just like walk through the mud and then their feet will just be caked with dirt. So that's why. I like Mike, Mike Trapp's comments. So oh, Mother, Mother Kristen is smothering her chickens with love and Vaseline. Uh, so anyways, Fish and Matt Ryan, you just earned yourself a t-shirt. I appreciate it. Boy, Matt, you know do, what to do. Yeah, um, this is probably his third shirt. Anyway, so there's a lot of questions and comments right now. So yeah, let's so definitely... somebody wanted to see, I'm sorry, Matt. Someone wanted to see a close-up of her feet just so people could see or I could go back to what it looks like, Matt. Like the, the raised yeah. scales there. That's yeah. exactly what it looked like. It, right ex- there at the bend, too. Right. Yes. The the mites get underneath. You go ahead. Eat it. I'll get a piece oh, later. Oh, jeez. Come on. No, no, oh, no. Oh, she it, likes the. Yeah, the she's whipped eating. Cream. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine that. How much whipped cream do you feed your chickens every day? <laughs> go ahead. Oh there you God, go. Is this the only piece you brought so me? Cute. How'd I know? All you right. Can listen. Have mine, Matt. So yeah, they get up underneath there, and it is clear as day. It's got to be so irritating for the chickens. It's and so easy. I would probably do it as a preventative. I've done that. I've I've slathered up other ones if I just thought maybe they were going to get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So I like it is pretty common. I like the word you just used, prevention. Mm-hmm. And pests is all about prevention. And I'll be honest with you, it starts with education. Yeah. Okay. And then making sure you know what to do to prevent. So I asked the question. You know, do the mites always stay on the legs? When because they must have to go to from chicken to chicken. They don't just magically appear. So my question is, how do scaly leg mites get on your chicken? I think they're on the roost, probably. Yeah, I don't know how they. How do they get on there? That's a good. Well, maybe question. someone can look that up because for me, <laughs> really, the fact that she's eating out of a bojangles thing is just <laughs> disturbing, though. Um, so somebody asked, why don't the chickens eat the mites? Like, if chickens eat, I mean, why don't they? don't they when they're grooming themselves? I don't know. So well, here's one thing I would like to say: Can they you want- reach their feet? They can. Uh, they can oh, reach yeah. their feet. I see, they can I reach see their them butt. scratch their. Oh. 
<laughs> Sometimes I wish I could reach my butt. Um, <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> I'm just saying their necks are ridiculously long. Yeah. Right. Which we don't realize until there's something wrong with them. So one thing I would like to mention, we do see this a lot. And we're going to do a video on this statement. I just want to make sure I feel good about it. And I, and I already do. We just got to do it. A lot of times we have problems like mites and other chicken problems when we're not doing something that I think is so critical. And that is free range. They know to go take a dust bath. They know to go find material out in nature. I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a moment here and you're laughing. Um, to use the dust bath as a desiccant. Um, so you would think they are good at preening themselves and they clean themselves to get rid of the mites. But the dust bath is so important. And a lot of people overlook that if they're not free ranging. Make sure if you're not free ranging, you have your dust bath inside the run which actually brings up again diatomaceous earth now one of the other things that sparked this whole conversation is we love i don't know if i have one in here our rope wrap roost bars and one of the things people are criticizing the rope wrap roost bars of is that that's an easy spot for roost mites to hide and that's not a wrong statement okay we're getting crap on the green screen now well it's whipped cream it's not crap <laughs> um, but I'm going to make She's the so argument, cute. I'm going to make the argument that the rope wrap roost bars, because of the cracks and crevices, gives you a great crack and crevice to apply diatomaceous earth with a bellows duster to, as a form of prevention. So somebody asked, um, it's pretty good. will DE, two couple things, will DE take care of every mite? And bug and will it interfere with the deep litter method okay so that is a great question and let's go ahead and talk about that because again as an exterminator i can tell you i love a dust formulation the reason is you know it's not going to penetrate into whatever surface you're uh, applying the crack and crevice application now i keep saying that word but i tell you what i have discovered is with this particular, and they're not paying us. They probably should be. This is Harris, 1920, since 1922. Where'd you get that? Uh, I'm sure Amazon. Huh. Uh, natural product composed of ground freshwater diatomaceous earth. Um, and what I like about this is their claim is that it's made right, it's mined right here in the United States. I think it was out west, if I remember correctly. And it's just 100% pure diatomaceous earth, which will make it food grade safe. There's a lot of other dusts out there that might have DE in it, but they're going to have other ingredients in it to help it to travel, to do its job, to have you know really good efficacy. But because of those other maybe active or inner ingredients, make it non-food safe. My suggestion would be if you want to play it safe, go food safe, especially that the, the, the instructions are so vague and they pretty much label this as you're supposed to put it in the food which can help with internal parasites but yet they include a bellows duster so we're going to go ahead and open this and i hope it's not going to be what i think it is well there's a picture of it on the front okay let me let me explain yeah you're just amused by this chicken are you um i'm hoping but i don't know how this can't be i'm gonna do it down here because if this thing is full of dust what you got to be careful of when dealing with a dust don't breathe it in. It's just common sense. And that's an... Oh, yeah. Well. I'm opening up the bag. That didn't go so well. 
Oh, yeah. And it's just covered with dust. No, that's dumb. I don't like that. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be in a bag and I could pull the bellows duster up. So I want to show you guys using a bellows duster is so incredibly smart to use because one, you're going to save on product and you're going to hear me say this all the time. Be sniper like just broadcasting your dust everywhere. Is it going to work? Yes. I think that's overuse of the product. It is. And the instruction says you can do it, but to get to that original question, does it affect a deep litter system? I can see how the diatomaceous earth could potentially reverse the process of the deep litter system versus if you use the diatomaceous earth directly in a duster and you treat directly in those cracks and crevices where the mites want to hide, you can separate the dust from the deep litter system and also make sure that those mites are in constant contact with that dust and will eventually kill them, the ones that are there. And because dust has such a long residual life, it's a great form of prevention. Especially inside of a, like a building where it's not going to get rained on. And oh my gosh, great point, Ingrid. Here's the thing to think about. Dust, when you're going to use it to dry up the outside the exoskeleton of an insect of a, of, a, of a bug it needs to be dry and if it's wet it's not nearly as effective so that is a great point and it's just like if you walk on a beach in bare feet and if you walk on wet sand you don't get that sand between your toes mm -hmm. you walk on dry sand you get it between your toes that's like having dry dust so that the insect gets it on yeah. them and they're like, oh, this sucks. And they end up drying out and dying versus if it's wet. So that's actually a very good point, Ingrid. Are you going to just be amused? I I, I got to bring you back to the show. You are just. Well, well it she's can be. up a, to her name for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. She's definitely yeah, a cracker muncher. Do you yeah. not she's, feed, she's a carb addict. Do you not feed your chicken? All right. So back to, well, okay, if there's any other questions, but back to the slide. I was hoping to get through that. And Ingrid's over there texting. I guess we lost Ingrid. Uh, but again, but if you guys. she's answering all the questions. No. She's not. like the best student today. I Well, I am listening because I can multitask. So that's why when you said the thing about the the wet and the dry. Here we go. This is the, the feather mite. The feather mite. Right. Now, this is the one that I want to look. I guarantee you they have a chewing mouth part because that's going to be their way of really staying on the host. That's why they're staying on the host versus a lot of bugs that are have a piercing sucking mouth part. They only need to be on the host enough to get a blood meal, just like a mosquito, like a tick, like a flea and like a roost mite. Um, this one's nasty. I've seen this, especially around the vent area. And again, I would, and this is just me. I would make sure the chickens are having a dust bath with DE because the DE will definitely help. And they, they'll get it in there. They're doing the work for you to help dry out those mites. And also, it will be a great form of prevention. However, I did notice Elector PSP is um, labeled for spraying the chicken directly. Have you ever done that? No. I well, will tonight, though. Was, wasn't that... Uh, I could be wrong. Wasn't that what Dr. Crespo said, that they could actually ingest and would kill... What was the thing that she said that... D.E. No, no, it was something that they could that would would would, um. I don't remember. I thought it was something that they would take internally that would somehow dry up the bug, if they take it internally. I remember her specifically saying, um, because I would see people do this all the time, put di diatomaceous earth. Oh, in the food. In the food. Okay. 
And that never made sense to me because of the statement I just yeah. made. If it gets wet, right. how is it actually going to work? Right, right. But right. if you have internal parasites, that's a completely different animal. Ah. And it was to help kill any internal parasites. And that makes sense. Internal parasites, they're not going to be like the, the, the pests, like the bugs and the arachnids and whatnot that we see on the outside. So Ashley asks, they watched the first Saturday Lime show and said, would something like that be a good preventative for mites or will it not really deter them? I guess it would depend on where the mites come from. I think it would. I've I actually, think it would help. I've actually taken both DE or first Saturday Lime and done like <coughs> um, in our nest boxes, like with a drop down, just did a little bit of line right through there. Just in case, because I was saying that like it seemed like the small chicken that sleeps in the nest box was getting scaly leg mites a lot. So just in case. So if I remember correctly, Saturday Lime was a highly citric acid type material. Right. And it doesn't dissolve when it gets wet the way other. Um... It's non-soluble. That's right. She right. kept saying this. That's mm -hmm. important to know. Again, mm -hmm. this is what I'm trying to get as think about these things. You can make a smart decision, not waste your time, not waste your money. And, Boy, I forgot about that show already. And I'm trying to. <laughs> that was like three weeks ago. I know. And I'm no, no, it wasn't. Three weeks ago, someone wanted to go spend their entire uh. summer in Europe, so we had a hiatus for three months. Uh, Thank you. Two weeks. Uh huh. Um, what is a bellows duster? Okay, you know what? You want me to get it? Because my hands yeah. are already sticky with Vaseline. Well, yeah. That, so. <laughs> one, one, listen, folks. One of the things that we were going to do today, and we still can. Oh, I forgot to mention something. I didn't tell anybody because I knew if I told someone, you guys would be like, no, 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 don't do it. Um, so everyone that's watching right now, are we coming through a little bit clearer? Do we look a little bit better? Oh, did you did you up the Oh, 1080p, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, you don't want to breathe this in. See, you don't don't shake it. I, I, sh I like shook it off. I had to train. You shake it. Look at how airborne this is now. Now you're breathing. I'm not breathing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my. Gosh. So it's it's the what is funny when you mentioned it last week. Chris and I both had the image of like a fireplace, old school, yes. like British mansion bellows duster that you would stoke a fire with. It's got that like kind of accordion type of thing. This is the exterminator version. So one of the things I was hoping to do, and we still can, and I see a fruit fly flying around. Get it. Um, Suicide And I'm wondering mission. what I was... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What I was hoping to do is get some, this is so illegal, non-target labeled pests and put it on them and see if it works the same. Huh. Because... Where are we going to find one of those? Well, we just had a fruit fly flying around. Okay, so this... <laughs> is what i thought um there is a bellows duster now it's not assembled yet and it is wrapped in plastic that makes a lot of sense i am going to can i have an assistant come in and take this bellows dusters from me duster and just go run it underwater it's completely fine that'll keep it from going airborne and then open it up and then bring it back to me and we're going to assemble this i really want to show this to people because there's a couple things i want to uh, share some tips and tricks. You're again, really excited about this, aren't you? Is, is it wrong? I'm trying to get you guys as excited. And you're like, oh, God, another bug show. Um, I hope you guys are excited out there because this is stuff that it's so simple, but a lot of people don't know this. I love food safety. I've been putting it in dust baths for my chickens for seven years All now. Right, so obviously don't breathe it in. Not that it's Don't lick it. 
<laughs> Licking it would technically be safer. Than breathing it in. Yeah, than breathing it in. So, All right, so, so Jason asks, which came first, the mite or the chicken? The answer, the mite spawned from the chicken's body themselves to deal with an actual problem like poisons or toxins irritating or inflaming their tissues. So I know, I know with, for instance, like when dogs get, um, what's the, uh, um, no, what would it. we do without Ingrid? No, I don't. I, I, know, I don't know. Do you know, folks, I, I just want you to know, Ingrid has, has, has uh, made comments that we don't need her during this show. <laughs> you don't need a, me for a lot of this business, but you Bull. Don't think you I do. guarantee you everyone right um, now is like, oh yeah. my God, no, this wouldn't show. wouldn't be a show without Ingrid. Exactly. So go ahead, Ingrid. Um, um, my, what is it with the dogs? They get the, like the, the, like a lot of times puppies get it and they lose like big patches of their fur. Mange? Mange. So the thing with mange is that it's like there are parasites or mites or whatever that are occur naturally on all of us, mm -hmm. right? So when a dog, in, in the case I'm using a dog because I don't know about with chickens, but I imagine it might be the same, that when a, when a dog is, um, their immune system is compromised because they're not healthy, they were astray, they were like in garbage, whatever it is. Um, you see it a lot in the rescue world. Um, it's it, it becomes their body can't fight and they get like an imbalance. And yeah. that's what causes this imbalance of mites on this dog. And then they get mange. Absolutely. The same thing happens with chickens. We okay. say this all the time. When they become stressed, when any, I think, organism becomes stressed, they're not able to do what they're meant to do, whether it's good or bad. doesn't matter. Um, so sometimes you might want to stress out something or you don't. In the case of the chickens, absolutely. When they start to get stressed, especially being in too small of a coop, they don't have the ability to fight off a lot of things like external parasites, which is a mite falls under that. Um, absolutely. Another reason why it's so important, have the right size chicken coop, let them free range. Yeah. And, they will and be happy. the one thing Dr. Crespo said, she noticed one when she first did a visit at my place that one of them <clears throat> had some mites or lice i forget which by their vent and she said well they are outdoor creatures like they are animals that are living outside so they are going to get uh like a, a there are going to be some bugs on them and that's you know not to to totally panic every time you see anything what does jason snyder mean that's an interesting statement blaming the mites is like blaming the vultures for killing the zebra or blaming perching birds on I think what he's saying on um, power lines for power outages. Oh, saying right, that because you're you're blaming the mites, but you're causing the mites by having a, not a healthy environment for the right. chickens. Love it, great. Right. Okay, yes, Blame, yeah, great point. Thank you. Yes, so the, the vultures don't kill the, the they're they're just feeding on the dead carcass. Something else kills the zebra. The yeah. vultures they're at the scene of the crime. The vultures are doing you a favor. Right. Yes, just like ants. I used to piss people off all the time. I'm like, what do you mean? You got ants? Big deal. They're there. They're free cleaners. <laughs> oh god that was one of my favorite lines okay so this is a i've never used this one this is very similar well it, it it's what i would call a bellows duster not my favorite is it, it supposed to have like maybe a maybe we can something? do a shameless plug <laughs> go on amazon and say here's the duster i would recommend because i tell you the one i recommend i loved what are you saying think, ingrid yeah it's supposed to have some kind of like tubing sticking out of there mm -hmm. right oh yeah oh yeah all right i'm getting there okay Thank you, Nan, for doing that. Okay, so basically what you're going to do is you're going to fill this up with some dust. Now, I've not read the instructions. We'll see how good I do. I was 
going to read the instructions. Is it killing you? Uh, don't fill it up all the way. You got to leave room in here for the air because the air, the, the compression of the air is what's going to force the product into the cracker crevice. Okay. Also, a little tip because you don't want the dust to get cakey is put a couple little marbles in there, even just a marble, oh. just like a rattle can, okay? Um, little tiny pebble. We used to do the same thing. Always mm. shaking it, always shaking it, okay? Pro tip. Yeah, nice. Oh, so now I'm getting somewhere all of a sudden with you. <laughs> that is a nice tip. Thank you. Good. Um, all right, so I just assembled it. And what you don't do is do it like this, unless you're in a hurry like I used to. Because like, what's going to happen is you're just going to blow dust yeah, out too way much. too much. And actually, too much can be bad. You're technically only supposed to apply enough dust that you have such a light film, you can barely even see it. Technically, and again, this, this label is so vague, so you can pretty much just do whatever you want with this stuff and be legal. Um, when we used to dust, legally, it can only be in a crack and crevice, and when you're done, you shouldn't be able to see it. If you see it, you use too much. What's so funny? I'm just, the chicken's freaking cute. Um, I'm sorry. I'm distracted by a chicken. So what I was thinking about doing, because I don't know, I didn't know, and I love doing things live on a show because I have no idea what's going to happen. I was going to fill this up with some diatomaceous earth and see what happens when we apply it to our rope rack Bruce bars. Because oh. I will guarantee you, if you do it correctly, you now have a Roost bar that will prevent Roost that mites. That's a good point. Thank you. I also want to, so people are asking about using DE with the deep litter, and we don't recommend like mixing it in with the hemp in the deep litter. Yeah, you shouldn't have to. That's no. not what it's there for. Use the DE for what it's intended to, and that is to allow the chicken to not have any external pests. Right, and you can even put DE on it. I've dusted a chicken with it. I mean, just been real Yeah, just careful. like flea powder. Yeah. Absolutely. I've, I've been real careful to not get in their eyes or anything in their face, but... Um, I have if I've thought that they've had like an infestation of any kind um, and someone asked about using it for the um, if it if you use it with deep litter will it be okay in the garden and as long as it's food safe it should be fine um, like I said I use it in the dust bath just don't breathe it in yeah even though the chickens when they take a dust bath they're breathing in we always preach how sensitive the respiratory systems are but in order for them to clean themselves they're breathing in dust um i think they know what's good and bad for them so this is what we would call a bellows duster um i can see this working really well it's very big that's gonna really get tiring after a while but it's not like you're doing it all day like we used to there is a duster that maybe maybe later today i'll bring it up because it, i could see people going oh you know what i would prefer to have that type of duster um but the idea is get into the cracks and crevices use this to treat it there's no reason at all that I can think of to use DE in the deep litter system. If you are seeing a type of pest, which is usually going to be a fly, did that video go public that we did, James, where we had our display coop out here? Yeah, I can't remember if you I were here. Were you here for that? Or Moses McKenzie? So it was loaded with flies. And I was like, what a great time to get a video because we get asked all the time, Matt, when do I add carbon when do i add industrial hemp to my deep litter system and i always t tell people i'm like man i wish i had scratch and sniff video <laughs> but i was like listen flies are not going to lie to you if there's flies all over your deep litter system it's because it, it smells which is attracting the fly and the fly is technically there to continue its life to reproduce because that's what the when it hatches into larvae is what it needs um that is going to be a pest, okay and we covered we did a layer of hemp and they were gone Within a minute or two later. Mm -hmm. So 
that you sh I, I wouldn't say add diatomaceous earth to prevent flies or some of these other things you might see in your deep litter system. I would say just add your carbon. Ingrid is awfully distracted over there with her phone. I, this I is know. not like her. What's going on over there, Ingrid? I, I have. I'm very popular. I, <laughs> um, I believe it. <laughs> now the uh, the label on that Elector PSP says that it could be used for flies. Okay, so I did print this out. Who knows? When you say label, what does that mean? What's the first word that's supposed to pop in your head? Sticker. Another L word. Liability. Law. Close. Law. Oh. Yep. When you're an exterminator, you are taught labels the law, labels the law, labels the law. You had to keep your label book at an arm reach length away at all times when you're in your service vehicle. Anyways, this label, when you want to be smart and careful for your own safety, for the safety of your animals, and then again, don't waste your time, don't waste the product. And that's the thing I hate about insecticides now because that's what I saw in the industry. It is so abused. Spray and pray, get it everywhere horrible um be smart about it now this blew my mind when you guys told me how much this little thing of elector psp is yeah it's very expensive how it's much over, it's over a hundred dollars yeah it, i've seen it as high as 177 on some websites it's that is very nuts. expensive so we have eight ounces eight ounces for over a hundred dollars now i'll bet you then if we read the label this probably goes a long ways this is going to be a concentrate mm-hmm and not a good one. I used to love We used to squeeze it. We'd get this little pour cup. We'd get exactly what we want. Not the case here. Um, so very important because some people aren't going to do this. They're not going to dilute it. Dilute it. Save yourself the money. Also, more isn't always better. More can actually make things worse. Because the idea is you want, if you have a current infestation, you don't want the product so what we used to call hot. You don't want it so hot that you immediately repel the target pass so they go elsewhere. Now you got to wait for them to reappear and start all over. And a lot of times they spread up. And now you have more of a problem, especially like with bed bugs. You actually want it so they're going to sit on it long enough to take it in dermally. If they have a chewing mouth part, take it in where they groom. But you can definitely directly apply it. And I've seen some situations where people have mites in their coop it is disgusting but spray them directly and they should die fairly quickly um but hundred dollars i'm surprised it's like 150 yeah plus shipping. more than 100 yeah it's it's expensive right so and then kristen you were mentioning yeah it's labeled for darkling beetles i don't remember what those are high beetles uh you would see that a lot on uh if i remember correctly dead animals uh where they're actually feeding on the hide um, larder beetles would do that. You ever seen larder beetles? House flies? Musca domestica. Check me. House fly. Um, adults and larvae. Stable flies. Little house fly. In and around agricultural animal premises. So this can be, yeah, you're exactly right. You can label or uh, use it diluted and apply to where you're going to see flies land. Yeah, I think one of the P is for premise, possibly. Well, the active ingredient it's is... spinosad, which is an organic insecticide, I guess. it's. Um, yeah, and it's 44% right now. That's what I use if I have to like deal with a pest on my garden. I really want to call a Lanco and ask them what PSP means, because PSP tells you exactly what the formulation should be, and then immediately you know when to use it, when not to use it. Uh, is it going to leave a film that you're going to see? There's times we had to know, like, there's a lot of insecticides that's a wettable powder. Mm -hmm. 
And boy, you spray that on a dark surface. <laughs> Next thing you know, the customer comes home and then you see this light film of powder all over the home. They're not happy. Uh, but WP, uh, wettable powders are an amazing product. We have some more questions. Yes, fire away while I'm waiting. Get the questions So up. Alicia asks, and this is this is a different topic, but still a Matt topic. Oh, okay, fine. Off topic, but is there a reason to have the egg hutch on the outside of the hen house, or is it just an aesthetic? I've seen you do both inside and outside, and we're learning we're leaning towards the inside. Put it on the outside. Yes. The reason is, <clears throat> if you are designing a chicken coop, you should start to come across what I always say: there is a domino effect. And there's a lot of little things to think about if you really want to pull off the perfect coop functionally and aesthetically. In the beginning of Carolina Coops, I used to put all the egg boxes on the inside. I did it because I didn't know any different. It was quick. It was easy. It worked. The problem is a lot of times when we would shut the doors, we'd hang them on the door. Because I was like, oh, yeah, pull out the door and there's the eggs. Da, da, da. And the chickens are jumping out. Um, when you close it, they're almost under the roost bar. <laughs> So, you know what happens at night, 50% of their defecation, unless you're on the show and it's all right here, um, <laughs> they're crapping in the egg box. Yeah. That's not good. So then you'll see other times when we have done internal boxes, we will make sure it's far enough away from the roost bar. So you got to keep that in mind with size. But also you got to have that 45 or greater roof pitch on that egg box. Well, 45 degrees adds up real fast. So if you come out 12 inches, how high is your rise on that 45 degree pitch? Real quick. Come on. You guys know this. I'm looking up what PSP stands for. 12 inches. Okay, 45. Okay, anyways. Um, so now you got to take an account that extra 12 inches that the chickens don't need for them to lay eggs inside, but you don't want them sitting on top of the egg box because they're going to crap all over it. But if it goes up another 12 inches, well, oh, crap, now my window won't work. Boy. So I have found it is so much easier. Bump the egg box out into an egg hutch. Is it more work? Yes. Um, but I feel there are so many more advantages to taking the time to have an egg hutch. We sell them now. I love how many accessories we're selling. We're selling the windows. We're selling the egg hutches, all the things that are. So you can build your own. So you can build your own. And they're, they're the tricky parts, if you will, right. but they're probably one of the most important parts. Anyone can build four walls and make a shelter and put a roof on. That's easy. But to make the windows perfectly functional, predator-proof, to make the egg hutches fully functional and so that they, you encourage the chicken's instincts mm -hmm. so they go in there and lay. Oh, 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 can I have someone, please, whoever's listening, I angered, why do you look at me like that when I do this? This is big. <laughs> this is breaking news. We need to play the breaking news music. Please go out to the Carolina Coop, the beautiful Carolina Coop that's on display. Grab me the prototype sample pieces. You know what they are. You know where they are. Please bring <laughs> them in. I haven't shown you guys. It's grown on me. I flipped and I think I, I think it's a go. What? But let's figure it out here. In the coop outside? Carolina coop. Go out. Emma knows what I'm talking about. Emma will know. I just have to say. Emma's out at lunch. <clears throat> Who allows lunch? No. It's 108. Back in your seat. Back to work. Head down. Tap, 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 tap. Look how good Cracker Muncher is. I, I mean, know. she's just sitting there. Go out to the, good girl. Go out to the egg the hutch. Show. Grab the material that's inside the egg hutch on the Carolina. She's not phased. Um, this side. By that's excitement. We have. I know. Just. I'm phased. Um, Jennifer has a question. When adding chicks to an existing to existing hens that are just at the stage, that are just at the stage to switch to layer feed, is it okay to keep them on chick feed until all the hens can eat layer feed? Will it affect egg production? 
Yes. It's yeah. okay to, but just make sure the chick feed is non non medicated and offer oyster shell. Yeah, oyster or eggshells, as long as they have mm-hmm. um, free choice. Yep, that's that is usually the recommended thing to do. Right. I've I've had also both and not. I've had it so my chicks couldn't get to the other feed, but that's hard. Yeah. Um, AJ, you are welcome. AJ's Green Thumb, thank you for the valuable information. Yeah, I'm glad people are getting a lot out of this because we really don't know about bugs. And then when you deal with yeah. animals, you have Yeah, and to you got to remember for this show, when we're just doing it off the cuff live, I just it, the point is to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's real life, real time. And, you know, what I always try to help everyone with is it's one thing to know things. And it's nice when you don't know for the people that can admit that. What's important is to know where to go and use some common sense, right? Do some research. So Darshell wants to know, how is that flat packing of a Carolina coop coming? That reminds me of another thing that's going on. Look at this oh, stuff. All right, bring bring it in. Look at this. Thank you, Nan. This? this is exciting. Um, flat packing the Carolina. I don't know exactly what she means. What I do know is we have our first homestead almost finished out there. I'll have to go look at it. Yeah, yeah it I is saw the awesome. Video. It is awesome. So um, what is, you got some nesting material there, Matthew. It is some nesting material. What do we think? What's our initial thought on this I right away? Great. It looks great. I want to lie in there. <laughs> that looks good. Makes me feel a little broody. So <laughs> what what type yeah, of material do you I think? I definitely don't feel broody. <laughs> what what type of material do you think this is? That's hemp fiber. Now, how did you know? Because yeah. there's little bits of hemp in it. Yeah, and you, you've <sighs> talked about it constantly. I've talked about it, but I've never shown it. When your middle name is hemp. I've gotten <laughs> um, samples from so many companies. Like, Matt, check out this. This will be great hemp fiber, bass fiber. This is the outside of the plant. This is repellent. This I is love the, it. Yeah, this is the outside. is what they make rope out of. This is what they make clothes out of. We're using the whole plant. Go ahead. Break that. This stuff is so strong. I wow. Love, that's yeah. great. I need wow. some of that. No, no, break it. I can't. Give it, give it some. I can't. Isn't that so, something? Let's see if Cracker Muncher likes it. Put her on there, man. Oh yeah, she was getting well, okay. Yeah, let's let's see if she goes to it. Just put some pie on it. Yeah. Um, okay, we will <laughs> now. Yes, this was just some stuff our our uh, like supplier of our hemp herd sent to us. Chicken. I don't like. What do you think about? There are some small pieces of herd. This is the absorbent part, the inside part. This is what we sell for the bedding, mixed in with it. I don't mm. think it's horrible. No, no. But here's the thing I've noticed about it. And it's got to be because how strong the fiber is. It's really skinny. It's really strong. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? Look it how looks beautiful it's so fluffy. And I, it stays fluffy. It seems like a chicken would really because yeah, I find it, eat, on it. I really find that they tend to kick the straw or the hay out, and then they I'm right down to the nest pad. I like that. I would, I would definitely experiment. With what that. did you just call your chicken? Cracker muncher. I thought you said something else. Anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna go back and listen to that. I, oh, I lo- re- oh, she loves oh, it. It's just a natural. No, yeah. she's like, what the hell is this? this she's like, sucks. where's the crust? <laughs> so, crust. what do you guys think? I'll I take love some. it. I'll take some too. Should we? Yeah, she doesn't like it. No, no go. Nope, not doing it. She'd rather sit over here on a plain piece of wood next to my radio. Because she, um, she knows where the food is. And it is <laughs> just so strong and durable. It looks great. And it stays soft. I've noticed some other nesting material. 
it, it will flatten out, and the chickens got to get back in. There's not a bad thing. Make them work. Make them maybe rebuild their nest. But for a material that is, you know, <laughs> harvested after 90 days. Oh, she found some more food. It's, it's still, even though this has been around for thousands of years, it's new again into the United States. I and love it. I don't know what the price point's going to be, but if you guys think, Matt, I would love to give it a try. I would love some guinea pigs. I'll give you a heck of uh, a deal. I, 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 I want to try. Well, just like that? Yeah. Yeah. I totally want to try that. Okay. So let's get some more. Em oh, no. Emma's I'll here. actually film it for you. <laughs> well, and actually, I think our hens here are going to start laying in about a month or so. So we're going to get more. I'll, I'll be honest with you. At first, I didn't like the pieces of herd in it. But I think they did say this was just a quick something that's going on behind the scenes in the manufacturing process right, right. and that they're going to be able to keep getting the herd out. Can you, can you appreciate how hard of a machine you have to invent, make, ma maintain, manage to separate this stuff from this stuff? Yeah. Isn't that wow. nuts? You that's got tons the... of volunteers on here now. Yeah. Well, okay, good. <laughs> I'll give you a heck of a deal. I don't know the price. There's a lot I don't know. But we find out from you guys. We find out by having some people that are like, all right, Matt, just let me know. Um, and then do we, do we send it out in bags per nest? Do we send it out? Oh, geez. Talk about volume, you know, mm. uh, so at least it, how did be, it come? Did it come just like this in a bag? Yeah. It would be uh lightweight for shipping. Yeah. But you would want like, you'd want like six to 10. Like they usually sell the nest pads in 10. I don't know. But this is slightly different. I don't know. Let's figure it out. I have been wanting to do something like this for a very long time. I've experimented with the mohair, and that was just so time-consuming. If you really want something nice for your chickens, do the mohair. It's going to be like 100 bucks a nest pad or something. But chickens did love it. Um, I don't know. And we can talk about the pros and cons of this stuff compared to coastal A, straw, coconut pads, aspen pine pads. Well, I use the aspen bedding and the coastal hay but i'm constantly putting in the coastal hay because they'll they'll move it around too much and stuff like that i would love that because i bet you i wouldn't even need the pad underneath yeah speaking of which have i have we discussed that we might be switching to all uh 50 uh, rice board to 50 percent pvc material getting rid of the high density has that been officially we unofficially just, we, stated on video chicken live people nothing has out? been official just so you know everything is just in conversation yeah yeah so there's a lot of great stuff coming out about this new material. We've already incorporated with duck houses. We're going to start doing it on the Carolina. This material, I know I probably talked. Oh, we had the manufacturer, Modern Mill, on one of our original shows. We should have them back on. We have started incorporating this material, and it is amazing. The problem is it is so expensive. It's even more expensive than high density. Really? But the point is, what was I? Oh, when we use it inside the egg hutches, it's not slippery right, like the high density is. So Ingrid yeah, just made me think a, of... That's a pro. Yes, yeah, for so sure. I can tell you, this bo this rice board, you talk about a wonderful green product, 50% rice hull, 50% PVC, completely waterproof. We cannot destroy this stuff. We have tried to destroy it. It is amazing. Um, we have learned some do's and don'ts, like what type of paint to use. You don't want to use a solid stain. Da, 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 da. Anyways. Laura has a question. Fire away. Um, did a grow out pen in a coop to separate pullets from hens with harder cloth. They see each other daily and share and share the run. Is 13 weeks okay to combine in a coop for evening roosting with the hens? 
13 weeks, that's about three months. Yeah, yeah it's just, I mean, it's just a touch over three months. So that'd be, yeah. you know, um, man. Depends on space, I think. Space and what kind of chickens they are, or what's the, kind of the current habit. Because they're still, because the whole thing is make sure they're the same size. Yeah, but they're almost never the same. You know, I've seen you do this a lot, um, and you're successful at it because you just let them full on free range. Yeah, and I think that's why I think space is such a big issue. Yep. Yeah. And then we've had customers put in curtains separating. I have my curtain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just because there's so much drama, so now I have the curtain in in halfway, and you'll see like four on one side and four on the other, or sometimes it's five and three, but they pick their sides. And when someone gets like picked on, they'll go underneath the curtain and go to the other side, and it just ah. it seems to be working. I don't sit well. I love it. You are right. I just I can never sit in my office. I hate it. I like being out working. Um, so Ashley asks, what do you think about the PVC roofing material? If you can expand on it, it's not coming to mind. A PVC roofing material. I know there's a lot of new materials out there. One of them is from recycled diapers. Oof. Yeah, we've experimented with it. I'm not a fan of it. Um, PVC roofing material, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of new metal types of roofing coming out that it looks like uh, asphalt shingles, but it's actually metal, which is great because huh. metal is actually very light compared to asphalt shingles. Got a great TSR, lasts a lot longer, quicker to install. Yeah, asphalt, asphalt is not good for a lot of things. Yeah, we got to figure it out. We got to yeah. figure it out. So pretty much as guinea pigs, my rule has always been we don't make any money off you. We got to cover our costs. That does, does make sense. But eventually what I try to do is just always make a win-win, especially if this material, we got to learn what the advantages are. There has to be a reason to choose this material. And compared to the other options, it, I it really is locking in place well. That's, that's, just, that's what's appealing to me. Mm -hmm. I know, I can't stop playing with it. Yeah, they're not going to yeah. be able to kick it out like yeah. They do what I want to try. Fine shavings or how point. you know how you always tell people yeah. you have to sweep the door. If don't force they it. kick my straw, my my coastal hay. hay all the time too. Non-kickable nest padding material, mm -hmm. nesting material, non-kickable nesting material. There you go. Okay, price just went up. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta uh, think of better names than rope wrap roost bar and non-kickable nesting gosh, material. I hate rope wrap roost bar. It's saying that over and over. How many times a day I say that? Uh, I wish we had a better name for it. Well, that's what it's called. <laughs> it's never changing because Ingrid has done a lot of work on it. No, it, well, and it's just that sometimes when you call something what it is, it's better for search engines. All right, my trap says unbreakable is a challenge. All right, you know what, guys? I have an idea that maybe this one will work right here. Can I have someone bring in the first, nah, second phase of the interviewing process, please? So Ashley says they have PVC material for sale at Home Depot, and it looks like metal. So hmm. I guess that's what she's talking about. It wouldn't be the plastic corrugated stuff. That's that's poly. Yeah. Typically polycarbonate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm going to go check it out. Here's what I can tell you about PVC. It, it, it's a great product because it lasts very long. My understanding that I've been told... PVC potentially is toxic during the manufacturing process. Thank you. Check this out. Did you ever do this? Uh huh. Uh, what did you get? I don't remember. All right. So what I'm going to do real quick, we're going to see how many. So we're going to see how many pounds it takes to break it. You think we can do it? You think we can tie it? I just want to address Laura's. She had made a comment about having making sure the pullets go up first so that the hens don't scare them off. I can just tell you from experience that the hens will still kick them off because. 
some of my most docile hens go up first to try to get a spot and then they get kicked off. So oh. that doesn't always work either. I find that the lower on the totem pole, sometimes they wait to go up last. Mm. Now, this is obviously no science experiment. I got all kinds of different size. I'm trying to, I guess this one will work. I am just shocked how strong this is. You're trying to do a science there? Well, <laughs> I just wanted, I, again, I, I know how some of our YouTube chicken police, keyboard warriors, all the people that know everything... Um, we'll be like, that's not a good experiment. I get it. I'm just, jeez. Here we go. Uh, how many pounds is it going to take to break? Mike says VCL cells are WB. <laughs> Someone said rope can you, roost. Can you, can you, what? just, I don't know. Hang on to that. I'm going to see. Okay. Watch my knot fail. Ready? How many pounds was that? 11.2. 11 pounds. That wasn't great. Um, and that might have been a skimpy one. So, what? But it didn't break until eleven pounds. A little piece of thread. Yeah, yeah a little chicken's not going to exert eleven pounds. Jeez, to break yeah. It. See, that was a weak part. Oh, we got to do this again. <laughs> I, I did see when I was tiny. I was like, oh, that's got a little skinny there. I am curious. All right, we got a question from Denmark, so I'm taking way. it. Okay, go for it. Um, question about my deep bedding. I haven't cleaned out my hen house for over a year, but it's very hot in Denmark right now, really, and the hemp is very dusty and dry. Can I put some water in there? Well, I think, I guess I would say that it shouldn't necessarily be dusty, but you can, you can like mist it if it's, if you feel like it's very dry, but the dryness is what is making yeah. it work for the wet droppings. Right. Well, so, well, hold on and, now. And I wouldn't assume that that, I, I get some phone calls about the hemp being dusty, but don't assume that it's the hemp being dusty because chicks themselves are very dusty. Their feed gets dusty. The chicks' mm -hmm. dander is very dusty. And even their droppings can dry up and be dusty. All right, hold on. And again, we need to recap what I had to get off my chest last week. The hemp that we're getting in is less in weight, but the volume is the same, give or take. It's an organic material, depending on your fluffing skills, okay? Um, I have great fluffing. There was no <laughs> price difference in shipping. I was hoping there was going to be. That stayed the same. And in theory, because the hemp is coming in so dry because we don't have that water weight, you would think it's going to be more absorbent. And I feel that just makes sense. If you read some manufacturer's instructions, they will tell you to make it absorbent the most is to add some water. To kickstart it. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's that? logical, though. It is. Um, sometimes, you know when you have, you put some water on something and, okay, well, okay, right now, right now, hold on. If we took some, you got some water? Here we go. Yeah. I do. I, I, okay, here we go. If, if, I don't know if this is going to work. Boy, today is science. So she's saying it's not the hemp. It's more when she moves the hemp around, which is what I notice, dust, if you yeah. start to, like, if you start to rake it a little bit. Some of that might be dropping. Uh oh, what's going on? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ingrid. Happy birthday to Hold on. Yes, we can turn up. Yes, we are. Yes, it is. Not yet, but it is Ingrid's birthday coming up. Happy birthday, Ingrid. Great job. Yay, Ingrid. 
Oh, wow. It is 125 right on schedule. Thank this you. This is what happens when you don't come to work on your birthday. You get made a spectacle, spectacle of on <laughs> national YouTube TV. Oh, yeah, it's right. just a few days early. So happy but. birthday, Ingrid. Uh, 23, 24? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. 27. Uh, 30, 30, and thriving. Um, <laughs> thank you. Okay. All right. Back to work. All right. No, that's happy awesome. Birthday. Thank um, you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ingrid. Yeah, and I might I might actually wash my hands before I have a cupcake. There's a bucket of soapy warm water. <laughs> okay. Hold on. We're going to do this one more time. Thank you. Now we got some real good, strong fiber. Oh, the knot is slipping. Here we go. 23. Yeah. 27. Huh? And it still didn't break. It didn't break. It is pretty strong. Wow. That is nuts. Okay, and all I got is a little piece of fiber, but it's consistent. You ready? Hold on. Don't get hurt. <laughs> oh, I didn't see what the God, reading hurt. was. Does it, does it log it? 21. Wow. Anyways, right. that's pretty strong stuff. Okay, that's the strong. point is if we put some water on here, it might bead. At first, yes. until it kind of goes into the wood. And then once it goes into the wood, if you add some more water, it's going to go in immediately. Make sense? Mm -hmm. So should I, I would just say, I mean, she can mist it if she feels like it's super dry, but I yes. wouldn't, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't go crazy on it. Don't I mean, make it so wet that you cause other problems. Yeah. Because you don't want too much moisture in there. Okay. Beating, beating, Right. So not very absorbent, okay? What are you showing that on, I'm, I'm, on the wood? I'm not sure if you guys can see it. See, it's beading. Yes. Huh? Not very absorbent. Now, if we... Rub it in. Rub it in. Okay, we're going to rub it in. <laughs> Rubbing it in. Rubbing water into the wood. Okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. Give it a second. This is dug for the same lumber we use for the coops. Now, if I take water... And put it on there, especially if it's been there for a little bit, like you missed a damp. In theory, this is fascinating. Yes. Yeah, it is. Radio. Yes. It's, it's <laughs> sorry, sorry, podcast <laughs> listeners. <It's, laughs> it helps with the absorbency. It kind of carries along. I'm sure there's a fancy. Well, no, the chicken will drink. I'm sure some. there's a fancy scientific term. She just had quite a meal. She's probably thirsty. Is it because it absorbs some water, then it makes it less so, like less likely to absorb more water? It makes it more likely to absorb some more water because it kind of bridges it. kind of says, hey, there's a party here. We're already here. Come ah, on in more. See, I would have thought that. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Okay. So, yeah. Thank, thank you for all the birthday wishes, yes, everybody. That's yes. very sweet. Ingrid, it's, we it's Wednesday on the 21st, but I appreciate it. I know. Well, you're you. not going to be here, and Ingrid is born on the longest day of the year. It's yeah. how it feels when she's here. That's um, <laughs> is that good or bad? What are you doing? Don't get the duster. Okay. All right. She wow. Wants to give, Look, yeah. She wants to give Cracker over. Muncher some water because she had all that. She probably needs milk after eating my entire piece of pie. I have pie She just had here. the pie crust. Um, so, wow. She had some whipped cream. I, thank you, Ashley. I'm yeah. glad you learned a lot today. Again, the whole point is, you know, just having a good old-fashioned conversation. Speaking of a good old-fashioned conversation, you listened to my interview I, I did, did with Mr. It's, Matt Brown. It is. It's on the website, too, on, on our website, if you want. It's called Just a Good Conversation. Um, there's a, it's a podcast, and Matt Brown is the host, and he did. He wanted to, he was a fan of Matt's, and he wanted to do it. So, yes, thank you. Thank you for the kind words that you said. Yeah, so checked out that interview. Did you listen to it? No, it was. I was, I was on. I was one of those days that I did pretty good. 
<laughs> you sounded good. Thank you. It was it was ve- actually it was a really like if I was trying to pretend like I didn't know you kind of like hearing it for the first time that I didn't know you for the past seven years. <laughs> um, so I tried to put my head space in there, mm-hmm. um, and um, and that headspace is gone. But anyway, <laughs> um, but I tried, and uh, it was it was really interesting. And I see why he said that you were very honest, and mm-hmm. and you know it was it was a really good interview. I think he did a great job, and I think you did a great job. Yeah, it, the interview did so well because he was a great interviewer. Yeah, he really was. And I had so much fun talking to him. And what really kept in the back of my mind, blowing me away, I'm like, my God, this guy really knows me. Uh, he did his homework. He oh, really good. he's been following mm-hmm. us for years. Yeah. And was just, you got to listen to it. If you didn't listen to it yet. You can find that on the website. It's on the website. It's under press. So under the press tab is all our appearances or mostly Matt's appearances and stuff. There's one, Matt and I were on um, Welcome to Chickenlandia too. That's up there. Remember when we did the interview Mm -hmm. with Dahlia? So Matt and I were on that. So that's up there. And then um, all the other appearances that we've made on, he's made on TV or whatever, what have you. What is now? You can't keep giving out yes, T-shirts. Yes, I can. I can do what I want, <laughs> man. Um. <laughs> what? What? Is, what is it now that you cracked oh, up, Matt? Oh, Christy, no. I'm guessing you guys don't have a company choir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, oh we have many God. things. Okay. All right, guys. It is 1:30. Thank you so much for being Christy, here, Christy. Please. Email Ingrid at CarolinaCoops.com with your address and t-shirt size. Yes. And if you want to be a guinea pig, just yeah, email also, Ingrid. She's yeah. going to be like, God, why did I put out my email? I know. Uh, yeah. Let's 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 find out. Let's find out. This, we want to make this a go-to product. I think it's awesome so far, but I love hearing back from the customers. You guys are the ones that give us the best information, the best ideas. We just got to figure out how to make it for everyone. Um, so next week. Next week. Next week. Good show. Oh, I can't wait. We have... We have Fallon Owens from the North Carolina Wildlife Commission. We're going to talk about predators, everyone's favorite subject. Oh, my gosh. Listen, guys, everyone's got predators. I know, but you're going to hear it from... I want a shirt. Everyone has predators, something like that. Or coyotes are everywhere. Yes, I love that. I love that in the promo. Um, I know, she's so so good. is there anything particular we're going to be talking about with predators? Just predators in general? Yeah, and about... Um, you know, with the rise in backyard chickens and the rise in predators, because there's, I know, like here, people are constantly seeing coyotes, and there's been black bear sightings in Raleigh as well. So. Dude, right, oh, yeah. right in the daytime, we had mm-hmm. a customer. Ethan saw an emu out back. Oh my God. Really? He swears up and down. He saw a five foot emu out back. <laughs> it, of the it's shop. possible. And then one did say one got loose, so it was credible. But, anyways, um, we have been getting more and more calls, people seeing coyotes during the daytime, not just in California. It's been going on. Oh, yeah. And there was one in uh, the Hudson Valley, customer of ours. He had his flock out, and during it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. I just called him right after it happened. A coyote just came right through and picked off a couple of his chickens right in front of him and then kept on going. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That was nuts. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Later. Wait, I'm not ready with the music. Well, you got to get ready, Ingrid. Get I the had... music going. <laughs> Just press the button. I made a uh, I made a button shortcut for you for the music. Did you? Yeah. Even... Oh, you guys should wash your hands now. Okay. We uh, will. We'll see you guys later. Bye.